I'm Poltergeist, and I make inappropriate songs about horror movies. So basically, I just came to see some naked D's and A's for free. Take a peek, take a key. Twelve cabins, twelve vacancies, twelve bodies, mother pray for me. I might go psycho occasionally. One body, too many pray for me, cause we all go a little mad sometimes. No happy ever after, just chapter after, chapter after, chapter. Massacre, make the ripper look like an amateur ambassador of the slashers. Michael! All of the apologies that you can muster from your dread Won't protect you on your bed Nothing will from Pumpkinhead This is not a dream, baby This ain't Halloween, baby When I'm on the scene, this is what we call a scream, baby Subscribe on YouTube at Poltergeist OD Follow me on Instagram and the Slasher app at Poltergeist underscore OD The following podcast is a production of The Network Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. All right, all right, all right. Immediately, I'm, in, I'm just jumping right into this here, dude. I'm pulling off the Band-Aid immediately. I'm pulling back the curtain. I'm letting the listeners, the shadow people at home know. Uh-oh. Here's a, here's a look into our lives. Um, we typically record episodes about a week ahead of time so that by the time you're listening to an episode... We're, we have already recorded the episode that comes after it. Um, we're on the, we, we are now recording this episode to put out tomorrow. Today's Monday. Tomorrow's Tuesday release date for this episode. This episode initially <laughs> should have been ready to go. However, I, I can't even tell you what it is, man, because I have zero recollection of this. Do you know like when you're, you have, you do something like this where you're going through and maybe deleting you know, deleting files and stuff like that. Um, like, you know, you were doing it. You know what the reasoning was for that. You were just in the groove. You were just in the groove, man. I don't know what it was, man. You're just you were just on a on a on a drag and drop in the recycle bin. I don't groove. know what it was, dude. But when it came time to edit this episode, I thought to myself, "Let me open it." And I had the file, the actual project file, saved. Oh, you had the folder. Yes, but the audio wasn't there. Hmm. So what's going on here? Let me look and see. Now, when you record with the program I use, there is a backup folder that they keep okay. all the raw audio on. So I record, it keeps the actual raw wave file that's recording right now. It's kept there, right? So normally when I open the project, what I see there is what's being kept on this backup file. So when I go in there, searching for it, I have everything up to it and after it there. And this one's not there. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. And so I started looking at files and the dates and timestamps for the day we recorded and just looking at when was the last time it was modified, created, anything that day. Nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. So we've recorded 
next week's episode already that's in the bed, but we had to do a, a rewind. We are literally recording this episode again. Yeah, the day before it comes out. Yeah. Take it from the top. Um, I'll tell you what, I remember every single word I said, so I'm just going to repeat myself. Oh, okay. So, um, I'll try to. I don't I, have that good of a memory. <laughs> I committed it to memory. I commit everything I say to memory just in case. I ever have You've to re-record. you that good of a memory, you were in the wrong <laughs> business, dude. Can you imagine? Can you imagine someone that was just like, oh, I know exactly what I said at this timestamp. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Holy shit. Six minutes and 58 seconds, I say the, except I mispronounced it and said there, and then I correct myself two seconds later. And I stuttered on it. <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, that's what we're doing. We're recording this episode again, which, you know what? It's fine because... It doesn't change the fact, for me at least, what I want to say about this movie. I remember feeling oh, yeah. very passionate about the things that we were discussing. And mm-hmm. so I'm just ready to discuss that stuff again. And I got to be honest too, dude. I, I record a lot of podcasts and I record other movies, you know, review podcasts. So I've been watching a lot of movies and um, I, could, I couldn't even tell you what I did say <laughs> about this. I, I think maybe there's one or two things that I remember really like kind of impressing on, but I couldn't tell you what I said. So it's going to be all new for me again anyway. Yeah. 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 Like I, I'm the same way, dude. I remember a couple things. I was actually considering, because I have my audio mm. and I was considering going back and, and pulling it up and listening to it. I'm like, I'm not going to subject myself to that torture because that's just going to be torture. Listening to myself talk. <laughs> just my half of the conversation yeah yeah i'm not I'm like i'm not doing that like, fuck that i'm just gonna talk about what i need to talk about yeah yeah exactly and what we need to talk about is we're continuing 1981 yes and we're continuing with the year canadian of our horror <laughs> the year of our Lord. and we're we're continuing with canadian horror and we're kicking it off with a canadian horror film um that was kind of you know taking taking advantage of the fact that horror films are doing well when it when it's relating to holidays yeah. So we decided to check out 1981's My Bloody Valentine. It's a bad time, this time of year. How many times is he going to tell this story? Oh, let him tell it. I love fairy tales. This ain't no fairy tale, little girl. If you don't take it seriously, you're a fool! (laughs) The first Valentine's dance in 20 years has to be something special. Look, Landers, you gotta get a lot of exercise if you're gonna grapple with Gretchen. Oh yeah? Well, I got a Valentine for her that she's never gonna forget. (laughs) In this town on Valentine's Day, everybody loses their heart. Roses are red, violets are blue. One is dead, and so are you. It can't be happening again. It can't be happening again. What's going on over in Valentine Bluffs? It looks like Harry Warden's back in town. It happened once. It happened twice. Cancel the dancer, it'll happen twice. 
Valentine Plus. There are many ways to die. Take your pick. My bloody Valentine. Well, not decided. It's part of the roster of movies coming up. It's not like we really had a choice in the matter. Um, however, you know, it, it it was on the list. And I just want to kick it off by going right into it the way we normally do. Mm-hmm. Walking out of the okay. theater, you look at each other and you say, what did you think, dude, after you saw it? So we've seen it a few times now, but you got to watch it again. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Revisiting it. Wow. Wow. I was uh, I was impressed. Um I, th- this is a movie I'd always steer clear of. Um, oh, did you really? I, try, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I try and steer clear of movies, any type of movie, uh, themed around a holiday. I just think it's a okay. tacky idea. Gotcha. Um, and I've seen how some of them end up in the horror genre when they do that, and it's just like, ah. You're not a Leprechaun fan, I'm then. not. <laughs> I, I've actually never seen Leprechaun. I've seen pieces of them, <gasps> but I've never okay. seen it. Um, well, we'll definitely do that. That's one I'm point. sure I would like, and I, and I will... I'm looking forward to watching, but I'm talking like um, like Valentine's Day. You got what Mother's Day? There's, I think there's a Father's Day. And it's there just is like, okay. Guys, there's a Father's Day. On. There's Labor there's a Day. Thanksgiving. Oh, just Thanksgiving or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed this. I, I I'm very upset at myself for sleeping on this for so long. I, I said it last time we recorded. I'll say it again, and I'll say it for uh, the, till the day I die. This is a very, very, very underrated film as far as I'm concerned, and it's right up there. Uh, with Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth, and they could have they could have taken this film easily and uh, beat the horse till it was dead and had a had a franchise out of it, but they never did, never did. Yeah, dude. Um, this is, I said the same thing. I remember when we first watched it, I had never seen it before. So why or or if I had, it had been one of these things that it was on in one on one of these like afternoon you know creature feature horror movie type things I watched as a kid where I had it mm-hmm. on, but like. Who knows if I remember any of it. Watching it, though, um, for the first time when we recorded the first time, I felt the same way. Like, wow. Like, how is this movie not spoken about more? Now, I yeah. know in the world of horror, right, and, and, and horror fans do talk about this movie. They do enjoy it. But for the people in the outside world, right, who when you think of horror, they think of, of the main guys. They think of Freddy, Michael yep. Myers, Jason, you know, uh, Chucky, right? Uh, yeah, Ghostface, yeah. Candyman. I mean, go off the top of your head. Not once. And even Candyman's kind of getting a little more right. obscure, starting to. And not anywhere are you throwing in the minor, right? What was yeah. I can't even remember his name. We watched it eighteen Axel? times now. Uh, no, well, the original guy, right? Because I guess it's the, the, oh, the, you know what? I couldn't even tell you. I but even Axel hearing it, but right, yeah. like the idea is, is like, not once do you think of this. So after having seen it the first time, I remember just one of the things that I said that was really impressed upon me after watching it was that like I was just like floored that I hadn't heard how good this was because I really enjoyed it. Is it a masterpiece? No. Is it perfect? No. But there's something about this movie. There's something about it's the combination of the actors that they have. The story itself is is kind of a cool story. The charming kind of a town atmosphere. Mm-hmm. The yeah. quality of the film. Watching it, it looks, you know, it's not a 4K. It's not made up in HD. It's It, it, it just looks like late 70s, early 80s. It has that feel, right? Yeah, um, yep. Everything about this movie was just, to me, I was like, wow. Immediately, this is something that's going to be on my list to watch all the time. So how come I never heard of it? 
Uh, so I remember that, right? So getting to watch it again, enjoyable. I feel yeah. like I do when I put on Nightmare on Elm Street or when I put on, you know, Friday the 13th. Uh, it's a familiarity now because I've watched it at least six times now. Um, but there's something about it where I, it's like I start to know the beats. I start to yep. know who the characters are, the quirks of the characters, right? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, here comes this part like immediately. And, <laughs> and I'm enjoying it now. Like Aaron watched. She never she didn't watch it with me the first time. It was her first viewing this Sunday when we when we watched it. Okay. Um, and so I felt like I was with somebody, like I was just showing them a horror, like like I was. Like if they'd them. never, see, if she'd never seen Halloween or something, yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, and yeah. it was that kind of like, oh, wait till you see this part. Oh, so what's happening here is this dude's come back for this, and he used to date her, and and, and Aaron's <laughs> just like, boy, this is you know, they put a lot of work into this love triangle for a horror movie. I'm yeah. like, I think that's what works. It's not just straight yeah. up horror gore, and then like it's supposed to be scary at all times. We have. We have kind of like a story happening here with characters that, you know, people have found themselves in this situation before, you know, mm-hmm. um, you, can re- you can relate it's, it's, to different aspects. Yeah, it's super relatable and it's real world. Uh, like I said, man, give me give me reality. Give me reality. Don't give me some fucking way out there. Like, like, like I said, I'm not big on werewolf movies. Um, <laughs> don't give me some werewolf story. I would rather have something grounded in reality like... Uh, I'm looking at it right now because I told you. I, disclaimer: I got a VHS copy of Scream this weekend. Oh God! Scream, real world. That's real, dude. That's real. Yeah. Even and don't get me wrong. I love Jason. I love Freddy. I love. Uh, no, I get where Michael, you're coming from, though. But real. I love something grounded in reality because to me that's even scarier because it can. And stuff like this has happened. Stuff like this does happen. Maybe oh, not yeah. not exactly like this or to this degree, but close close enough right this one becomes a horror movie because not only does he snap and kill the lover that spurned him and the person or or, you know not only is he snapping trying to kill these people right which we see like you said happens in reality you see it all the time yeah but then it became this kind of thing where it was about you know about playing into a, a, a an urban legend for the area playing into the holiday and playing into a kill count that yeah. makes it the horror movie but the reality is people have have done that people have been hurt in a love triangle and have decided you know what i'm going after them i'm gonna kill them yeah. kill them both yeah doing some very famous people to me? very famous people perfect one coming right off of the top of my head it being from buffalo oj simpson there you go there you, you go. Well, bro, if the glove doesn't fit, <laughs> you must must Yes, I know. If it don't fit, you must quit. No. Yeah, dude. Did you remember? I don't well, I don't know how much you remember or how much you from studying. No, I don't history. remember that. Uh, I, dude, yeah. Immediately. It wasn't even immediately, but it was like a, however many years later, then he wrote his own book if I had did it, <laughs> if I did it. But like but like I forget what it was, but like there were certain words that were super small on the title. So it, the cover, like when you saw it from a distance was OJ, big giant letters. I did it. And you can see it. he wrote if it. OJ Simpson. Bro. Yeah. Dude, it was, it's garbage. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, the reality part does make it scarier. And I think I, what I like about it is, is the realism in terms of the characters. They didn't seem mm-hmm. off the wall. They weren't too, they weren't too much of a caricatures like there were caricatures in this film don't get yeah, me wrong yeah there's one i'm thinking of specifically that i could say he to me from what i remember and what i saw he's the only caricature i saw in the movie and that would which be which one's howard. that howard the goofball 
Yeah, yeah. He, but he, was, he was slightly just too much. Overboard, yeah, yeah. But I know people like that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah, no, I hear you. Um, but, dude, it had everything else going for it. Even, and I said this the first time, I was super excited that we had the Harbinger of Doom. Our, yes, our character I know you love that guy. That brings us, like, this is what's wrong. This is the tale. This is why there's danger. You should not mess around right and and dude he plays this guy plays it so perfect he plays that character <laughs> so perfect dude yeah i thought he was uh because he okay again spoilers go watch the movie if you don't care continue yeah um he, he's setting up that trap to scare the kids and i and i remember telling you this last time i thought because he opened that door like three or four times to 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 revel in his his uh-huh. creation and and uh laugh at it and i thought one of those times he was going to open the door and i was going to come up and get him and it was going to be an accident death i didn't think he was actually going to be killed by the killer yeah. yeah yeah but watching it again i realized um because i think when we spoke about it the first time we were talking about kill counts and and what you actually see this movie doesn't really show too much gore no no it's no. it's not as much as you think you would see in, in in a slasher kind of killer movie yeah and there's not much even this scene right with this the 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 bartender guy that comes out here and is trying to scare him and ends up meeting his demise he takes a pickaxe to the underside of a chin just a super hard upswing right mm-hmm. we don't see it yeah. it's super implied we cut away from that and it's implied right and I didn't realize that. Like, I, for some reason, I felt like we saw it. And I remember just thinking how, like, impressive it was on how brutal, you know. But then I realized, yeah. wow, that was my that was my, my, my imagination. Yeah, the, the, the goriest thing I think we see in the movie is... The hearts, maybe. I, just the way I, they look. I'd say um, the woman's body halfway falling out of the dryer is probably the goriest thing, to me at least. Because I'm thinking when the the main in in the main in the story in the urban legend when the dude's ripping the heart out of the dude's chest. Oh, true. true. You know, but that's about it. Other than that, yeah. like the kills, yeah. you don't really see much. Which again, that is such a great technique, and I love when movies do that because you don't need the blood in the guts. And don't get me wrong, I enjoy movies that do do that. That's fun, but you don't need it to be effective. And right. I love it when movies do that and they're effective and they prove that formula wrong. Yeah. I feel like way too many people nowadays making these films and even just going to watch these films expect that and want that, but you don't need it. You don't need it. I agree. If you do it effectively, dude, the, the mind makes it up. Like I said, yeah. I thought I saw stuff. And then going back like and Halloween. watching it again, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I didn't. yeah. Speaking of Halloween, Halloween, one of the things I like about this movie is how it, it relates to Halloween and Friday the 13th because you've got that um, – yeah, uh, you you got that escaped maniac killer comes home to a small town and kills random teens, mm-hmm. uh, skeleton of Halloween. But then you have the feeling of Friday the Thirteenth, the way it looked, yeah. um, and just the atmosphere. And and again, that might be because this movie and Friday the Thirteenth were, they I believe they were released by Paramount. I don't think they were produced by Paramount. Um. And I mean, you're only talking a year apart, so they're 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 all on the same wavelength at that time. So that kind of makes oh, yeah. sense. Um, but yeah, there's even how much it was a callback to those movies without trying to be a callback to those movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me ask you it, this: It was probably more so that they just tried to rip the idea off because they saw how successful it was. Hey, uh, it worked yeah. though because it's a different setting. It's in the mines, right? Like yeah. you don't think about mines when you think of a setting oh, for a no. slasher flick. So again, that makes it kind of more unique. 
Um, and how many other movies do we know of that take place in mines? Compared exactly. to all the other movies that they have set at camps, or maybe like abandoned mines, islands. right? Like the the yeah. caves or mines. But the yeah, only one rare. I can maybe think of is maybe, and I don't know because it's been such a long time since I've seen both of them. Uh, uh, the hills have eyes. If there was maybe any mine scenes in there, I can't remember. Maybe, dude. But yeah, so this is one of the things I, I was as I was watching this again. Aaron asked me something, and I looked at her and I go, "Holy shit, I don't know." So let me ask you. Okay. How old are these people supposed to be? They're not high schoolers because they work in mines. They're not you college kids because they're not in college. I mean, they're working in their It's like, funny you ask me this because, <laughs> because it's really weird because the first time I watched this movie, I was watching and it felt very strange because the guys felt like they were college age, just didn't go to college. Right. But then... They come in, and I thought, like, the girls were decorating for a school dance, and I thought they were all in high school. So I'm like, this is fucking creepy and weird. Uh, but then I realized, okay, no, they're all actually the same age. Um, but to answer your question in the long way, I guess, I think they're college age. They just, just didn't, didn't go, go to, to college. college. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's a mining town, right? So they're blue collar. They just you, yep. you went right from high school where you were already working part-time in the mines to now yep. having a set job that you know you, you'll have and full-time and extra money, benefits. And that's basically the industry the town's built on. If they didn't yeah. have the mines, there really wouldn't be anything else. That's true. I could see that then. But yeah, I, was, I, rem- I remember looking at her going, oh, my God, I didn't even know. I was like, well, it's not high school. Because they're working in mines, so maybe college age, but they yeah. do, obviously do seem slightly older, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so much in this movie was like watching it again was so much fun. There's so many different scenes in this movie that was just like there was one scene that Aaron said that I said, "Hey, I said that the last time I recorded was uh, when that super tall dude picks up his girlfriend by the head to oh, kiss her." Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's funny you said that because I remember you saying that last time, and. Um, I had thought after the fact, after we got stopped recording, I thought of something I could have responded to that with. So here, I'm going to say it now. That's how she was killed, too. Yes. Yes. To make you think. So there's a lot of red herrings in this movie that I didn't notice until after the fact. I was like, oh, they're trying to make you think it's this person. Or they're Mm -hmm. trying to make you think this. There's certain times in the minds when they're like, oh, you go ahead. I'm going to go do this by myself or whatever. And you think to yourself, hmm. Was it yeah. this? Could it be this? And so I and it I made you think it was that. like everybody. Yeah, you know what I mean. There but wasn't dude, like they're trying to make you think it's 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 one person. It was everybody in the group. They're trying they tried to leave it ambiguous, dude, so you don't know who it is. Yeah, and her kill was great, man. Oh, her yeah. kill because immediately they showed that, but I, I get it. Well, see, I was gonna say that's one of the effective ones where they didn't. They gave so what you what you do is you see it about to come and you know yeah. it's coming because he's lifting her and you're like, oh shit, he's gonna impale her. You don't know how yet. Not until you see later where he, she gets discovered and you only see a slight profile of her face and her mouth open with the fucking spigot shooting out of her mouth. I was like, wow. But see, that's what I wanted to see. That's what I wanted to see was for just from a different angle from Dude, I think that profile is perfect. No, you're right. It worked perfectly yeah. the way they did it. It worked out. And the way he man. reacted, like just looking at it with that like horrified but also like oh, you, yeah. you're like this dude's literally his psyche's breaking he's detaching oh, yeah. right now you know oh, what yeah. i mean oh i would i would absolutely man i would i would have broke a long oh, yeah. time ago uh so that that shower impalement um supposedly from what i read they actually did film it from the front but they had okay. to cut it out um 
because uh, the, the MPAA told them, no, we're going to give you an NC-17 or X, whatever it was at the time, yeah. rating. And they had to cut a bunch of it out, and that was because, uh, A, the backlash from Friday the 13th, but then uh, we're talking 1981, and what just happened in December 1980, yeah. the unfortunate death of John Lennon. Yeah. So they were really trying to cut down on violence. So there's, there's probably a lot of... There was probably a shot of the... Um, uh, the guy getting impaled with the, yeah. the pickaxe, the but they yeah. probably had to cut it out. And I'll yeah. tell you what, it helped. It helped the film. No, it did. Because it did. imagine if you looked at it and it looked it looked hokey, right? Like maybe yes. the effects were dumb or were not really good looking. Like that would com- really affect the impact of the film. Yeah, because look at how the hearts look. The hearts don't look... You can right. tell they're fake. You know what so, I mean? Yeah, so, I'll tell you when, it, when I thought there was one time where I was just like, oh, I like that they paid attention to this piece is when she pulled the heart out of the boiling water and it looked like it okay. had been boiled. Like yeah, the coloring yeah, of like it and everything, and everything. Dude, yeah. I was like, wow, that looks good. This is a really good job. <laughs> yeah, and I love how cool. like the dude opens the freezer with the dead body there and she's and like he's just not even them. looking. And I'm thinking like this is the st- everything. Like, there were so many like moments in this film that were super smart. It's like smart writing, smart little yeah, things like yeah. that, right? That I thought to myself, man, I wonder how much of this also influenced Kevin Williamson in Scream. Because mm. there's these little things that are super, like they're these like nod, nod, wink, wink things to the audience. Like, look, see what's happening here? And and I don't know. It was I loved it, dude. Watching it again, like I said, made me really realize like this is seriously a tops movie for me. I would I would put this on more than more than once throughout the year if I wanted oh, to. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. It's really really good. Is um is he still alive? Yeah. What what do you think happened? Because like uh, like you were because is is there sequels to this one? The no. original? No, right? No, but it's set up no for that. It's set yes, up. Yes, like it. I said, they set it up. They could have had a franchise, dude, but they they slept on it. Because the dude gets his arm basically severed Ripped off, and he's just running off with his blood, just fucking entrails hanging off his yeah. arm, dude. It was insane. Um, yeah, man, he, I don't. It, it's there's so much fun in this movie. I love it. Yeah, I mean the only the only thing was the uh, was the remake. That was it. And I steered fucking clear of that. I walked two blocks out of I the way it. just to avoid it. Yeah, I don't think I saw the remake. Yeah, I did not. Maybe see we'll the watch it and. We'll see. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of cool to watch it and critique it compared to this one now that we've yeah. seen this one, right? Uh, I wonder if it follows the same story because a lot of times they'll adjust things for the story. And this one is such a simple, straightforward story. You know, the idea that it's a small mining town, which the thing that I love about it is My Bloody Valentine not only plays into the the holiday, but the reason it plays into the holiday and is such a big deal is this town is called Valentine Bluffs. Mm-hmm. So it's a town that's very self-aware of the holiday and plays into it. So it just adds yeah. like this other layer. And, and maybe that's why maybe that's why I'm so okay with it. Because like I said, I try and steer clear of these holiday-themed mm-hmm. ones, but this one had it. Yeah, it was centered around the holiday, but it was more... Th- more than just because of the holiday they right. gave it a little bit more uh why is this yeah why is it so yeah. much more big of a deal in this town well because this town has valentine in the name and because like they go all out they paint things all red they decorate the entire town inside and out with holiday yeah you know, this was like a, this was like Day. the super bowl for them every year yeah you know uh, well it used to be right because 20 well, years yeah. ago what ends up happening is you get this guy that kills that survives a mine explosion and takes his revenge on the supervisors that left them there and they left him there because they were going to a Valentine's Day party. So he yeah, goes and he and kills him, right? wanted to hook up. So we, we, it's a basic story that you can follow. And, that, and then that 
the, the what you think the rest of the movie is is that they canceled Valentine. No more whispers of Valentine's ever again in this town, right? Twenty until twenty years. Which what made them change their mind twenty years later? Is there uh, something because I, I didn't catch it this time around either? There was nothing that told me that they said, you know what? It's been twenty years. We decided to do it now because. No, I Blah. think they just decided to do it because it was 20 years, and they're like, okay, well, let's just do 20 this. years have gone by, everything's been fine, let's just do it. And then the killings start again, fine. and it's it must be the guy, and then we find out, no, it's the, you know, it was the son of one of the, uh, the victims at the beginning of the film. Yes. Or who, not even the beginning, but who was a uh, victim of the initial killer. Yeah. Um, which, so here's you know, a question for you. This came to me this time now. Why was he killing all his friends? Because he went crazy. I think it's just the idea that they went. Yep. Cra- he went crazy. And I think that. that I think the Valentine's Day triggers it. Remember, I was asking you initially, like I didn't get why he okay. was so stressed out when he saw the tattoo. But now, like watching it by the se- sixth time, seventh time, I watched it. Like the story makes more sense with his kind of. He's he's not really all there, and he's more unhinged. And the Valentine's Day stuff is what triggers him because that's when his dad was murdered. It was, it was with mm-hmm. everything about this holiday around, so it triggers him, right? And he ends up turning into this thing where, you know, he starts killing, and be really all his friends were pushing to have the party, even though it was canceled. They're like, "No, let's have it anyway." And he's probably sitting there going, "Motherfucker! Now I gotta kill my friends." Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, and not just the people putting on the dance. Yeah. Interesting. You yeah. know, it'd be really interesting to see a. Um, I like to see like a, a a psychological dissection of this individual. To oh see, yeah. To see why, because it's it's not just because. I'm sure it's not just because the guy killed his father. I'm sure there's some sort of buried subconscious resentment of his father did this, which resulted in this, which resulted in him losing his father. So I'm sure there's a lot of resentment there towards his father too. And the mines, right? Like the mine, yeah. the, the people who own the mines. And maybe, you know, to be the manager or supervisor on the level that his father was where he could just leave to go to a Valentine's Day party. So for, for me, somebody in that position has to be hardcore dedicated to the job too. True. Right? So maybe well, his mean, dad he, wasn't around. Maybe it's one of those things. Like his dad wasn't true. around and he yeah. wasn't, he was neglected. And so whenever his dad was around, those moments were super special to him. But this time he was, he was around, but not to be with his son. It was about to go to the Valentine's day party and he yeah. hates Valentine's day. He hates the fact that women are drawing men away, his dad away from him. And then this guy comes in and kills him and that just scars him. And he's like, well, this is the way you take care of, problems you kill people yeah yeah that's what i'm saying i love this i love psychology in that the psychology of, of some of these mm. killers dude you could literally probably have a whole subseries off of our podcast where we break down the psychology of killers. see i would need some sort of background studying psychology to be able to do that or um, we could we could have somebody that does have does, that right yeah and just have yeah, them come cool. in and talk to oh that, that would, would be love really that. fucking cool all right we'll talk about that off air <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, this movie, dude. You know, it's there's so much that to to play with in the film. Like I said, you can get you get your slasher fix. You get your slasher mm-hmm. fix with the miner. He's an imposing figure. He looks great. The jumpsuit, the 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 breathing mask. I mean, oh, everything yeah. about him is perfect for a serial killer, including the weapon, right? The pickaxe. Yeah, dude, it's a vicious vicious you had weapon. The fucking formula for a killer franchise and you fucking slept on it they Good tried again Lord, though dude. even with the remake right like come on i don't know if they tried to set yeah, up we gotta a franchise we gotta see with it. the remake we gotta i don't check think it they out. did 
Because they but normally about, don't with these one with the remakes. I mean, look at okay, Rob Zombie made two when he redid Halloween, but even that he yeah. didn't try to set up for a fucking franchise of like five films. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Um, think about the weapon this guy has, right? The pickaxe. Mm-hmm. How brutal it is. The weight oh, yeah. behind the, the the metal on that wick at, on that wick at, on that pickaxe, <laughs> and just the weight behind it. The just the amount of of velocity it takes to come crashing down on your skull. Or your chest, right? Yeah, it's totally different than having somebody, you know, stab you or or, or slash you with with razors, or you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to literally feel the force of this object just come, just brutal, boom, yeah. impact. Good lord! Yeah, it's a brutal, brutal weapon. That's what I'm saying. It's like a sledgehammer, it's, dude. It's a perfect. It's intimate. It's very intimate. Guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, except. <laughs> Aaron pointed this out. I was like, yeah, you know, you have to do that. You have to do things in movies. And of course, this is the things you can point out and say why it doesn't make sense. Like the whole movie, he's every time he's swinging, he's nailing people perfect right underneath the chin because that's a precise <laughs> shot, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. a precise fucking shot not to, to miss and go up the side of the cheek or you know what I mean? Or to hit the fucking throat, like to nail just under the jaw, under the chin. Um you know he's nailing all these people, and then when it comes time to get our our quote unquote hero and, and heroine, mm-hmm. right? Every swing misses and hits the the cave wall. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Yeah, just nonstop. The, the fight at the end. Yeah, that was. So what funny. I told her though, for me, I felt like he wasn't trying to hurt them. He's trying to scare them. That's a part of the fear. Like hitting mm. that was part of like inducing the fear in them. Like that's part of the enjoyment he's getting before he kills them. At least that's how I took that. Or maybe he maybe he wanted to kill them, but there was some sort of part of him that subconsciously couldn't do it because maybe. they were the root of the problem. Everybody else wasn't really the problem. They were just there, and they're the root of the problem, and he can't seem to kill the problem. Yeah, because we get, we get the idea, we based on how they interact, aside from when they're discussing Sarah, that Axel and TJ, mm-hmm. uh, TJ, JT, TJ. TJ. Um, were good friends. They were actually really good friends. They got along together. There's that moment in the the junkyard where they're playing harmonica and TJ mm-hmm. pulls out and starts to play along with him as if, this, hey, we used to do this back in the day, remember? And yep. then when it comes time to talk about the girl, that's when it goes to shit. Um, so, you know, you, you, you could be right there because if you're thinking about that, this is one of his, this was a good friend of his that now no longer is no longer that identity. The identity now is somebody he doesn't like. He doesn't like this yeah. new kind of identity for who used to be his friend. And then the woman he loves, like, you know, I, I wanted to fight for you. And now you're telling me you, you do want him? Like, how that and, must and feel. Loves, and loves a motherfucker, man. I'll tell you that. It's... You, you want to hate it, somebody, but you love them at the same fucking time. And you it's know like, it. God you want to swing a pickaxe at them, and you're like, God. Throw them a window, but you're so like, So maybe I not. S- Let me just hit the cave wall. Yeah. Let me just hit the cave wall. Yeah, just get for my me, anger out. I don't know. For me, I think it made him more of an imposing villain. Um, and made, if, if I in my head, it, it was explained away that he was trying to induce fear. It made him more mm-hmm. psychological as well, and even more evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because a lot absolutely. of the other things he did through this film were fucked up. Like you said, he picked up that girl by her head the way her boyfriend and does. he carried her for a long time. I want to know how much that chick weighed because for two people in this movie to pick this girl up by her head and one of them to be walk nothing, around. She had to be Lord. nothing. She, she had to be, be like 90 pounds. pounds man. Yeah. She was, well, I mean, she was a small girl too. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, 
What was the name of the dude? I always forgot. I keep forgetting the dude with the handlebar mustache. That little kind of the like character uh, or the actor. The character. Hollis. Hollis, dude. I don't know why watching this time around too. It, it was the same thing. It was like I like this dude. This is the guy that I want hanging out like Hell at all yeah. of our parties. He's the one I want behind the bar making everybody's drinks for them throughout <laughs> the night. You know? What I mean? No, I want him out mingling with everybody, talking to everybody, having a good <laughs> Bringing time. Bringing everybody their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, he was, uh, again, watching him. That's what I w- was saying, why I think this works so well for me, is that these characters seem natural now. And having watched it a bunch of times, it, it becomes that kind of familiarity where I'm like, hey, here's my boy and, Hollis and, and before kinda, he's dead. It makes so much <laughs> sense because you're in that small town. You guys all work on the same mining crew. It's going to be like that little frat group, especially when you guys are that age. You know what I mean? You guys are oh, going to yeah. be that little tight-knit frat group that are always drinking and partying together, you know? Yeah, and, it, and it, it, like I said, it's just real. It's so real. And he it's can have scary. the kind of character where these two guys are fighting, and he gets in and is like yelling at him, like, like yeah, he's pulling. He's got what? He's got one guy under on one arm and a headlock, and the other guy under the other arm, and uh, holding around the chest and breaking up fights like, like he's off, uh, you bastards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he seemed almost like the. I mean, he's their age, but almost like the older brother, father figures, yeah. one that was there to make sure everybody was being screwed on good. A little better. You know, he was also the one taking the ladies down into the mines, and he's the one guiding them. Like, I'll take you guys down and show yep. you around. We're not going to let the goofball fine. do it. Would have been fine had uh, had there not been a killer on the loose. Exactly. Would have been um, fine. And then you said the goofball, you know, and he's just that character that, like you said, we all have known this person that just yeah. goes too much. You're just like, all right, bro, I get it. <laughs> I get you're trying to be funny, but like, come on. Uh, but sometimes it's needed, right? Because after yeah. that fist fight, there's that moment where he's the one that kind of adds the levity relief. and yeah. brings everything back down again, you know? So, yeah. uh, you know, and then the ladies, the ladies were, you know what I liked about the ladies? This is 1981, but they were still had that message of who are you two men to decide my, what I do or what my yeah. decision should be or like, who are you? And there, there was that very strong message in that. Like, yep. even though we're women, we want to make it known that this is how men are treating us and act towards us. And just remember, like you guys shouldn't have a say in this. And yeah. I, I love that 1981. And that's what the character standing up saying. I was just like, this yeah. is like way ahead of its time. Again, dude, a great phenomenal movie all around, all around. These were the trailblazers without knowing they were even doing it. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Whoever's writing this is putting this in there like, saying, um, you know. Uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. They didn't yeah. set out to make a gay movie, but they made nope. one of the greatest gay movies of all time, horror movies of all time. Right. You know and what, what did it do? It empowered people. Yes. Who, who, you know, that they felt the same way. They were like, look, I can, I have a horror movie that I can look up to and, and a we're character on in a screen. horror movie. We're yeah. on screen and not just in the shadows. Yeah, dude, representation is a super important thing. And that was a, that's, and that's something saying. the like horror the, industry does great. Oh, yeah. A lot of times. I won't yeah, say all well, the time. There's still tropes, right? There's still tropes yeah. that you're just like, ah, come on. But yeah, it's for her to be this, this character to be this way. One of the things that I was thinking about how good I, I think this movie is and how much I enjoyed it. Let me ask you this. If you sit back and think about it, how much gore did we see? Not much. How much drug use did we see? None. How much alcohol even? I mean, a little, right? But not much. Barely. How much sex, actual sex? Maybe the buildup to, or maybe it was coming, but... There was no penetration by anybody in this Any movie. nudity? No. Uh, no. No nudity. Bro, 
Can you Good imagine Lord. this horror and the film? The MPAA was going to screw this movie over violence. Good this, Lord, man! This mo- horror. This is a horror film that has so many different ingredients that are usually textbook ingredients that are needed to give you a good horror film. And they're not there. It's not there. And they did it without it. And they made such a great movie without it. Right, dude? Such yeah. a fun, just kind of slasher flick that you're just like, wait, where did this come from? didn't follow those classic tropes no. that we now consider tropes. Well, some of them. Well, yeah, you know what? You're right. Because their I'll be right back thing, he, he came back. He found his girl dead instead of him like leaving yeah. to get something and getting killed, you know? Yeah. You're right. There was certain things that they did that they said, let's change it up. Let's change it. Mm-hmm. Instead of when he gets the beer and getting killed, that but she even, gets killed first. Even I don't even know if that was the conversation they would have had. Because back then, I don't think they were thinking no. the tropes. I think it was natural. A lot of this stuff was yeah. natural of just the way they were doing it. Because none of that stuff had really been it, it, At least it feels established that way. in the conversation like it is now. I agree. You know what I mean? They were just making movies to make movies back then. They didn't think they were doing anything. Like like, uh, like John Carpenter says with Halloween, we were just kids who wanted to make a movie. Yeah. You know? And look at what yeah, they yeah. ended up doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the idea of the final girl, right? With, with yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis and empowering women. And the scream queens and... Yeah. yeah. And, not in, and, and think about that, right? It's the idea is to empower them to fight off the monster, which is almost which always, is always a male. male. You know, a male that wants to impose his physical kind of power over the woman, right? Not and psychological, you know, dominance over the woman, dude. It's it's there's a lot of undercurrent, you know, undercurrents and themes that we're definitely go all the way back to. You can go all the way back to Psycho with that one. You probably even for. I mean, you can go look at we did the silent films. Go all the way back that far, dude. There's a lot of stuff that's in all of these. We'll definitely get into themes and stuff on future stuff. But yeah, my bloody Valentine for me, man. Yeah, I got to tell you. It sucked losing the original recording um, because there, I'm sure there's stuff we discussed. You know, you know what though? I think this is I think this is a much better episode than what we recorded the first time. Yeah, absolutely. Because we could appreciate it more. I, yes. pre- I appreciate even like everything. I've music. Let it Listen to the music a more. Bit. Yeah. Um, you know the music, all kinds of stuff. The lighting, the way I could see certain shots. Uh, yeah, and I think the thing I love about it was that it sucks that we deleted it. But the thing that I love was I got to watch the movie again. Like yeah, it gave me a reason yeah. to just kind of watch it again, um, which was fun. And I'll probably I gotta say, I, like I said, you know, I do the month or two months ahead of Halloween where I watch horror movies like crazy. This yeah. is definitely going to be added to that list. But this is also added to that kind of special list that once in a while I feel like putting something on that's familiar that I enjoy watching. Um, very few films top that list, you know. Jaws is yeah. up there. Um, you know, you could put it Friday on. And you could do something too. in the background. And that's exactly what I did when I rewatched it, so we could record uh, for the second time here. I just put it on in the background, paid enough attention to it because I'd seen it already, yep. and, I, and I knew, uh, and just did stuff in the background. That's how it is with like Evil Dead. I can do that with Halloween. I can do that with, and I actually do do that. Yeah, a lot. Uh, so yeah, that's that's definitely what this movie has become. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, I love it, dude. Absolutely yeah. love it. Cool. I got a couple extra things here. What you um, got? Uh, and these are all things that you've probably known because we did mention them in the last little time. trivia pieces I'd just of trivia. Them anyway, yeah. They so when they went to town to clean uh, to, um, I just gave it away. Uh, when they went to town to film, they found out that the uh, the company, uh, the people who owned the mine, cleaned it. Had the yes. 
And so they yes. had to spend all this extra money and all this extra time to go back in and dirty the mine up. Dude, uh, so there to was make it look real. So this production company comes in, right? You got the you got the location scout calling this mine, and they're like, "Hey, we want to film a movie. You know, uh, do you mind? Would would you first? Would you be interested? And if yeah. so, can we come out and take a look at your mines to see if it's what we want?" And they're like, "Yeah, come on out." So they take a look at it, and they're like, "My God, it's perfect. This is a fucking mine. This mine's been here for years. I mean, decades, right? It's dirty. It's grimy. It's got the cobwebs. We want this." And so they meet, yep, yeah, you know what? We want to use your minds. Here's the paperwork, contract, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Everybody arrives for that first day of shooting. They're like, oh, let's take a look at the, where we're going. Here we are, right? They're like, wait, this isn't what we signed up for. It's like Martha Stewart came through, bro. Literally. It's got, li- it's got like lit lemon-scented candles, like lighting the oh, way. Oh, shit. <laughs> Could you imagine, dude? I'd be so like, I'd be pissed, <laughs> but at the same time, I couldn't be because it's like, your guy's heart was in the right spot, and I appreciate the shit out of that. Yeah. However, we that's that not what we wanted. Looking. We wanted you to leave it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'd be upset, but yeah, but they happens. made it work, right? They went yeah. in and and they and did their movie fine. magic it and made fine it look after dirty they and used. It up. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, again, uh, they could only use certain lighting devices down there in the mines because they were afraid of. Uh, I know one of the themes in the movie was methane gas igniting including yeah, explosions that was an actual reality when they were filming yeah um uh, one of the makeup which think designers about, dude which think about crew right Come oh on. yeah dude crew are like notorious smokers almost always somebody on <laughs> and crew especially 1981 everybody was smoking cigarettes <laughs> they get the breaks they're like okay i gotta go take a break i gotta go upstairs and smoke a cigarette dude Everybody's got to pack in that is one little yeah. tiny elevator and go up, and then they got to wait. For and then you had to worry down. about. Um, you also had to worry about static shock. So like, make sure you wear certain clothing oh, yeah, that doesn't yeah, generate yeah. static shock. Yeah, wow. I didn't even think interesting. Of that. Wow, interesting, dangerous. I would have had that in my fucking contract that if I died in an explosion, my family's gonna be set. <laughs> um, so anyway, one of the makeup designers uh, thought it would be a great idea to take a fake corpse. And the only corpse I can really think of, because the only one we really see in the movie is, um, I can't remember her name, the lady, the old lady who's Ma, in the Mel, dryer. Mil, Mildred? No. Mildred Mil, or something? Matil- yeah, something with an M, I we'll, feel we'll like. We'll call her Mildred. Uh, Mrs. Mabel. Uh, M- Mabel. Mabel, yes. Mabel's body coming out of the dryer, which I'm going to talk about that too, because that scene was great. Um, oh, so he yeah. decided it would be cool to ship a, a fake corpse that I can only believe was her fake corpse inside of a coffin, a fake coffin, uh, and sent it through the mail, essentially, shipped it there. And uh, when it got to Canadian Customs, uh, they had a nice little surprise <laughs> when they opened it up and saw <laughs> no this sh- fake corpse, dude. Good Lord. Could you yeah, imagine Mabel. being the customs agent that opens that? Oh, my God. I'm sure no. you've seen drugs. You've seen contraband. You've seen weapons. But somebody sends you and a I'm sh- yeah, half-burned sure fucking corpse in a coffin. Jeez, dude. Good Lord. That's awesome. That'd be a good story, though, for... Oh, yeah. I was at work, and we had a, we had a corpse come through. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, but anyway... Real quick, I'll mention that scene. I love that scene when the sheriff, not the sheriff, the chief of police comes in and he's looking for Mabel in the laundromat. And he walks in and everything looks normal. Mm -hmm. And he walks in and you have two dryers going. Nothing's out of the ordinary. And he stops in front of the second one. And then he moves and you can Mm -hmm. see the blood smeared on there. It's not until he moves that the blood is smeared on there. And I was like, that was, and they didn't pay any attention to it. It was just left there in the background for if you catch it, you catch it. If not, too bad. 
And it was great, dude. I loved that. The subtlety. The subtlety, man. So do you know what that means, though? Think about what that means, because Aaron brought that up during this scene. And when she asked me that, I explained it away again. And in the way I explained it, uh, once again, really makes this character even more fucked up and evil, right? Mm -hmm. She's like, well, how come he didn't notice that immediately? Like, wouldn't the, would the dryer have been running this whole time with her in there, right? Like, how mm-hmm. long? I said, well, if that's the case, you're right. It should have been. Like, he should have seen that immediately. So let's think about this. If that isn't what he's seeing, what does that mean? That means the killer was still there. The killer was watching him move around. The killer was waiting for him, watched his car pull up, and then he started the dryer yeah. and went and hid, right? Which means this dude's fucked in the head. Like, it adds more to like he was the, how fucked up this character is. basking in the dirty, nasty deeds he just did in, like... Yep. Until he saw somebody pull up and then he said, all right, let me start the dryer and then go hide and watch this dude come across her. You know what I mean? Dude, psychology, man. Telling you, dude. It's yeah. When you start looking at things like that and you think it could be a hole, you can actually make it scarier and make the the villain even more evil by, by just kind of explaining it that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the last thing I'll mention is, uh, well, well here, uh, I'll mention one thing and then I'll bring up one more thing we can talk about. Uh, one of the makeup effects artists for this, uh, his name was Thomas Berman, um, and he did some some movies that, uh, some other things that I'm I'm in love with. Uh, he did Close Encounters of the Third Kind. He did uh, the Planet of the Apes movies, Tales from the Crypt. Um, oh, nice! Die Hard Two, Goonies, which is one of my all time favorite '80s movies. Oh, um, Goonies is my favorite as well. And this one's for you. Uh, he did makeup and special effects on Halloween Three. Yes, dude. Dude, I can't wait to get to Halloween 3, man. That's I a good mean, one. I mean, if I can't watch that movie over and over, I don't know. I love that movie so I didn't much. like it. I didn't like it the first time I saw it. And we'll get we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to yeah, it. I yeah, we'll like definitely it. talk about it. I know, um, that, I know that feeling, but yeah, for sure. Uh, and then the last thing I'll bring up is Neil Affleck. Yes. Uh, the guy who played Axel. Why don't you he's go not, into this, Chris? Because you're, you're the one who was so, so into this when you found out. Dude, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it because I saw Neil Affleck. I'm like, oh, let me see if he's related to Ben and K- Casey, right? He's not. But that doesn't mean he's nobody. When I looked him up and I saw his, his Wikipedia, I had to be like, wait a second. Are we sure this is the same guy, My Bloody Valentine? And sure enough, it is. Immediately, this is what you see on his Wikipedia. He was born in 1953, a Canadian animator, director, and actor. He has worked as an animator and as a director, by the way, on The Simpsons and Family Guy. I was like, wait, what? He also was an actor that appeared in Scanners, which apparently he's in the background in one of the scenes that we saw. Oh, that's and, uh, right. That's right. That's right. I forgot. But then about it that. says here, yeah, My Bloody Valentine. So I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's crazy. This is the same guy. He decided to go on and do this. He also animated six episodes of Rocco's Modern Life, oh, five classic. episodes of The Critic, uh, a couple other ones that I didn't, I've never heard of before. But dude, Rugrats, like, King of the Hill. Here. Oh, did he do Rugrats and King of yeah, the Hill? Yeah, yeah. Oh my wow. God! He's all, all, all. He's got a great track record, man. And animation's difficult. I don't know if I would ever get into that. That just seems like too much for me. But I dude, knew a this... lady. I knew a lady. Uh, I had a, a neighbor upstairs. Her and her husband were both in film when I lived in uh, L.A. And she mm. was an effects artist, and she worked on. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It was something about owls or move. Uh, it was a well-known movie. But she said she had to just keep animating these fucking leaves that were falling end over end, and she had to keep doing it and keep doing it 
over and over and over. And I said, <laughs> I wouldn't, nuts. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. No way. Wow. She actually ended up working on one of the, uh, one of the Uncharted games, doing animation oh, for them. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. I she had a, she had a, like a legit um, uh, resume. It's pretty Not impressive. Bad. Yeah. But yeah, dude, this dude, uh, I was like, holy cow, this guy, this guy who could have been, could have gone on to be a franchise slasher, uh, you know, goes on and does this. So who knows? Maybe they, we yeah. would have had episodes of The Simpsons or Family Guy that would have been shitty because he became a franchise slasher. So maybe it's good he didn't. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And a couple know, of these people, a couple of these actors were also in, uh, they were in uh, Rocco, uh, not Rocco, <laughs> uh, Robocop together. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. RoboCop. Oof, RoboCop. What a movie. That's a yeah. fun one to go back and watch. If you if you haven't watched that in a long time, you go back and you watch that, you're like, wow. I love RoboCop. I don't di- care what When's you When's the last time you watched it? Uh, it's been a while, but I still love it. I still love <laughs> RoboCop, dude. Watch it. Dude, watch <laughs> it now with a critical eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I believe it's it. Hard. It's hard. It's um, hard. But anyway, my bloody Valentine, bro. I'm I, again. It sucks that we it, we lost the recording, but I'm super glad that I got to watch the movie again. I absolutely loved it, and I feel like people need to go check this out. It's obviously for me, it's apparent why it's featured on In Search of Darkness. You know, the first volume here. Just it's definitely it's one of the tops in 1981. I can't believe more people don't talk about this. You yeah, know, when I it know, comes to dude, slashers. I, I it blows my mind. It really does. Like talking with people in the past about horror movies and the horror genre, nobody. I I don't think I've, I'm, I'm 29 years old. I don't think uh, in the last 29 years I have ever heard anybody bring this movie up in conversation. Do you know when I heard of it? When, when? they had the remake. When I saw that movie was coming yeah, out, that's I heard the only that it was time a remake. I ever heard of this was was when the remake was coming out, and I and and then I that's when I found out that that movie was a remake. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then. It, which kind of turned me off because I'm kind of like, eh, when it comes to remaking classic horror movies. Uh, and then um, and then when we watched In Search of Darkness, that was it. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. But I loved it. Um, I'm, I'm digging it. Good to go. Absolutely. I so uh, we're, we're continuing next week, 1981. So next week is technically going to be Howling, right? Yeah, we have Howling coming up next week. Yes, I believe And then so. the week after that, we've got The Burning coming up. So we've got some oh, pretty good God, movies yes. coming up. Uh, I'm super stoked for it. The fun part is we've got a little trip coming up at the end mm. of this week. We're going to be in Vermont in a cabin, and it's going to be a good time. We're going to record an episode there, so I can't wait for that. Um, anyway, let's wind it down, dude. What do you got to tell the people before we head out? Uh, be nice. Be kind. Not just to each other, but... To the world in general. Don't be a yeah. fucking dick. No. Um, and just be safe. Avoid the mines. Yes. Stay away from the mine. Don't ever go down in a mine. Even if you want to get a job in a mine, <laughs> you should probably just think twice and go get a job someplace <laughs> else. Uh, Especially plenty of construction jobs will pay you just as much, okay? Stay away from any town with Valentine in the name. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and uh, if you know sure anybody that- that's a miner, look at them with a sideways eye just in case. There you go. Make sure to head over to the website, BICBP-radio.com. Check out the other podcasts on the network. Show them some support as well. You can find us on all kinds of social media. We have a Facebook. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter account. We have a Slasher account. Um, look up Out of the Shadows podcast. And in tw- on Twitter, it's OOTS pod. Uh, and you're going to find us. Yeah. We should probably post those someplace. Oh, yeah. We have a link tree also. So you can, if you know how link tree works, look us up out of the shadows. You'll find all of our links on there as well. It's okay um, if you don't know how it works because I don't know how it works either. 
Yeah, we're gonna have a Discord coming soon too, so I'm kind of excited for that. That's gonna be a cool way to interact with the people. I don't know how that works either. <laughs> we're oh, gonna we'll learn, learn together because I have no <laughs> clue how that works, dude. I'm an old man. Um, yeah, it's like t- it's like TikTok on acid for me. I was just gonna say we should just start a TikTok. That's coming. Start a TikTok. We're just gonna do it all. Let's uh, start a Vine. For those of you <laughs> who remember what Vine is, I'm gonna start a Tumblr page um, <laughs> or a MySpace. There you go. Good lord. Um, Shadow people, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate the support. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, make sure to keep your eye on the shadow.